This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, Episode 122, Your Last Money Guru. Traditional financial planning is no longer working. And in the new normal economy, your hosts, Mark Willis and Holly Bach, invite you to join us as we engage the new and improved steps for establishing financial sanity. Be curious, be stable, be sane. This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. Well, hello there. Glad to have you with me for this episode. My name is Mark Willis, Certified Financial Planner and uh, your host today. So glad to have you with me. You know, I don't know if you're like me, but, uh, you know, here it is, the start of the new year. And Happy New Year, by the way. Uh, But at the start of the new year, you you sometimes start looking into, you know, what the new trends are going to be. And now we've we've now officially entered a brand new decade. So uh, welcome to that. And, you know, many times the the best of lists start off uh, fresh. And and one of the things that, at least uh, when I'm running around in the financial planning circles, I'll see this list kind of the top 10 financial uh, advisors, the top 10 or the top 100 uh, money managers. You know, these sort of lists come and go as as I kind of follow along on different financial planning uh, newsletters that I keep up with. But anybody could type into Google, you know, type the words money gurus or money planners or, or um, teachers of money into Google, and you'll see some names pop up. Susie Orman, Dave Ramsey. These are names that usually at the top of most of these lists. You may have heard of some of these folks, but certainly they're not alone. In fact, I type in money guru into Google, and I get 190 million other search results for those words. So, you know, everybody from Carl Icahn to Charlie Munger to Bill Gates to George Soros, to Ken Fisher, to Robert Kiyosaki, to T. Boone Pickens, to Charles Ponzi, to Wilbur Ross, to Bernie Madoff, and so many more. You know, there's just no end to the teachers of this thing called money. And it doesn't just stop with investment planners, investment advisors. If you turn on the TV, you'll find folks on Squawk Box or CNBC's uh, Mad Money, you know, Jared Kramer, uh, literally. Uh, or, or there's a guy who uh, wrote the book. His, his name's Ramit Sethi. He wrote the book called I Will Teach You to Be Rich. That's quite a title. So, I mean, if that's not a money guru, I don't know what is. So it might be an investment research website or a newsletter like Motley Fool or The Street or The Wall Street Journal or Morningstar, The Palm Beach Newsletter, Kiplinger's. These are all really important and valuable sources of information. But uh, I believe that in our money guru search uh, that, you know, we may have kind of put the cart before the horse, so to speak. You know, I think we sort of get this idea that our money guru out there, whoever he or she might be, has some sort of secrets to the financial freedom that we're all longing for and that they can help get us that special something, you know, air quotes, uh, you know, special something with air quotes that attainment of the, quote, secret to managing money, to getting rich the right way. It doesn't matter if the speculative investment tips for getting uber rich off of Bitcoin is what they're all about, or if this money guru happens to be more conservative, telling you to you know, pay off your debts with the snowball method like Dave Ramsey teaches. The point is not so much their philosophy or the things that they're saying, The point is that the gurus are pointing to some sort of magical formula that they want everybody to follow, that they all have some sort of version of 
Dave Ramsey's baby steps, as he calls them. You know, these are kind of a way to for, form a sort of philosophy, almost like a religion. And if you don't follow the money guru's religion, then they kick you out of the tribe. You know, they'll actually call you out on the radio show, you know, or call you stupid even, uh, like some radio hosts might. But the truth is we are hardwired as humans to follow our leader, whoever that leader might be. You know, when they come into your life, you believe that you have some sort of, uh, you know, uh, obligation to them. I'm thinking about like Jerry Maguire's quote, you know, uh, when he yells, you complete me on his, uh, on his, uh, at, at the dramatic end of that movie, that somehow you'd be willing to set fire to your entire existence, your health, your relationships, in order to chase after that special something that the money guru is dangling out in front of all of us, whatever that is for that guru, you know, freedom, wealth beyond your uh, imagination, being debt-free, whatever it is. Unfortunately, however, those who have gone through this a few times might realize that there is no such thing as that special something that's going to fix everything else in your life. You know, what we're left with is that pursuit and that chasing and that striving. What we're left with is really a fossil of what we thought that special something was. And it usually leads us to disappointment and disillusionment. So we remember the longing for financial freedom, financial peace, whatever it is, but we're never able quite to grasp it. All we have is that fossil. Every time you think you're going to get something, all you have is the striving and you feel a little dissatisfied and then possibly uh, cynical. You know, I've actually met people when I sit down to have financial consultations with them who are truly, oh, money cynical, I guess is the word. They believe that they're just unlucky in money and that everything's a scam or there's just no way for them to pay off their debts or they're just, you know, kept down by the man, whatever it might be. So the real problem here is that certain people, certain individuals will promise us that they can give us that special something. That if we follow them close enough, that finally, finally we'll get it. We will be satisfied. We'll, we'll get that promise that they will provide us, that stability, that financial peace, peace in our relationships, abundant wealth, being in the best shape of our life, living our best life now, all these things, right? Unfortunately, we are prone to believe them. We call these people gurus. And of course, if we follow them long enough, they're going to disappoint us. They're people, right? The grass is always greener on the other side, they say. And we have certain people who lure us into hopping that fence, just to try out their other side. The Amish actually, you know, uh, will leave their community uh, when they're age 18. They usually let the kids, the, ad the young adults, leave their Amish community, and some of them will take up a hedonistic lifestyle. And these partiers uh, will, you know, sometimes come back. Sometimes they won't, but they want to try that. They want to actually encourage the kids to try out the other side of the fence. And I've actually seen, you know, Long-time DJ, uh, partiers, et cetera, uh, pick up a monastic order. You know, so they're hopping back to the other side of the fence. So we can all get caught up in what's on the other side. We yearn for what we don't have. Isn't that envy? I, I know this is kind of, I should have said at the beginning of this episode, this, you'd need your scuba gear for this episode, but we are going deep here. So is it, a, is it a form of envy that we're looking to the other side and thinking they have it better? 
that this money guru somehow has figured it all out? Is there a way to live without constantly pursuing that money guru's special something he's dangling out for you? That somehow that if you believe and follow his magical formula or her magical formula, that it's going to fix everything else? This chasing after one thing and another and another and another, it's eventually going to destroy us and in our financial lives as well. This definitely happens with our money, right? I mean, it could be the latest diet fad or it could be the latest investment scheme. People chase after that, you know, brand new, shiny, best investment advisor. So many people will chase that latest and greatest financial investment advisor or money guru who's figured out that secret to technical analysis in the markets or that secret hidden tax strategy that no one else seems to know about. And seemingly, they can say that they can even predict the future of the markets. They might have books, radios, shows, seminars. Follow me and you'll get 12% per quarter on your portfolio. Invest with me and you'll be sure to see it start raining pennies from heaven. <laughs> so I see this a ton. Maybe you've seen it too. You know, I see it a lot in real estate investment courses. Big time. These money gurus will put on live and online speaking engagements, charging some people tens of thousands of dollars just to share their own money guru insights. Many families I've met have even taken out credit cards in order to attend these real estate seminars. Unfortunately, these same families are still in debt years later trying to pay off that fossil, right? Still trying to pay off that uh, old real estate course, still wondering where that special something will come from to save them from their financial malaise. I met a couple actually that had gone to a, a real estate course and they had actually paid $30,000, not of their own money, but they went into credit card debt, 30 grand to attend a seminar to learn all about real estate investing. Not only did it not pay all that back with the profits from the real estate business that they had hoped to set up, but they had some real estate that they did buy and they wish they hadn't. It was, it was a huge crash and burn kind of investment. Uh, and credit card debt to boot, right? It's not cash flowing. The properties are losing money every month. They were disillusioned, to say the least, from that money guru uh, and uh, the, the seminar that they had gone to go see. When I asked this couple what they planned to do next with their money they had left, they said that they were looking into taking a course on running Airbnb properties, that they were going to follow some new guru that taught them how to do Airbnb, quote, the right way. It just, it got me down the dumps, I guess. They had found another money guru. How long before their money and they will be separated once again, right? So here, here's what I believe is the key idea of this episode. The key idea, your last money guru. You need to find a guru, but he has to be, he or she has to be your last money guru. The trick is that money guru first has to let you believe that there is a special something, but slowly and over time, they should let you down the right way. They should let you down and help you with the disillusionment that there is no special something, but that you have that special something you need within yourself. So that's the key idea for this episode. So a guru, like I said, will let you down in either one of two ways. Either they'll let you down in the wrong way or they'll let you down in the right way. A guru who will let you down in the wrong way will eventually lead to your disappointment and dissatisfaction. You'll be left with the same anxieties about your money, the world economy, your future. Maybe we'll have tried some new things and it's always really a good idea, 
by the way, to try new financial vehicles, strategies, investments, figure out what your money personality is. There's nothing wrong, for example, with getting into Airbnbs or Bitcoin or anything else. But a money guru who lets you down in the right way will slowly help you pull back the curtain on the financial universe, slowly teaching you that there is no magic pill to fame, fortune. There is no great and powerful Oz of money. Uh, nobody who has the crystal ball, including, and, and this is important, including your money guru, whoever he or she is. So your last money guru will not hold back information from you or make you feel stupid with your own money. Your money guru planner will slowly but surely let you know that there is no magic crystal ball in his or her desk, <laughs> giving them insights into the stock market and what the markets will do next week. Your last money guru will not make you buy the latest financial or real estate course at $15,000 or $30,000 or $45,000 for their weekend seminar just to bring you to that seminar only to tell you that you're doing all the wrong things with your money. Your last money guru will not make a fortune off your back or retire before you could off your money through management fees, right? The average management fee for typical investment advisors could possibly and even likely help that investment advisor retire before you do. According to the Department of Labor's study, one-third of your nest egg could be siphoned off your account balance over 35 years if you only have a 1% assets under management fee. So your last money guru's whole job and his entire job is to tear down the special something illusion and help you, empower you, really, to take control over your own financial future. In fact, in fact, the best money guru, your last money guru, will teach you that pursuing something, that special something, is actually the problem, is actually the problem. So in the Christian tradition, there's a concept called the priesthood of all believers. And it's a coined phrase, a phrase first coined by the apostle Peter, who's like the super awesome sidekick to Jesus. It was basically, Peter was basically Jesus' right-hand man throughout his ministry. In fact, Jesus told Peter that it was upon Peter that he would build his entire church. <laughs> so if anybody was able to set up a guru, right, in the Christian tradition, if anybody was able to be the priesthood in his own name, if anybody could be the guru of Christianity once Jesus is gone, it was going to be Peter, right? And yet, Peter, in his own writings, uh, writes about this idea of being a priesthood of all believers, right? He says, you know, he, he leads his church by writing letters, you know, which are basically podcasts of the first century, uh, but he slowly stepped out of the spotlight. He introduced them to the idea that they themselves could lead their communities, that they didn't need some special hocus pocus or insider information. This is a paradox, right? We still need gurus to help us, you know? If I'm, you know, I'm, if I'm going to get free from that special something to keep me from always chasing after that latest investment or best financial portfolio, ironically, I need a guru to help save me from other gurus, okay? But that guru that saves us from other gurus gradually is going to introduce us to the idea that we can control our own money, our own future, that when it comes to your finances and your money, you never have to tell someone else, quote, do it for me. I believe, actually, that those are the most dangerous words in your financial vocabulary. Do it for me. 
right? So we need a financial advisor who can tell you that you don't need a financial advisor. Wow, sounds kind of counterintuitive. But like a therapist, I think the best therapists are the ones that don't give you advice or answer your questions, but instead help you find out why you're asking your question, help you in- interpret why you're struggling with that question or that issue, and then help you answer your own questions. So if you notice that you've been saying, do it for me to your investment advisor or your money guy or money gal, if you've handed over the reins and the control of your money to somebody else, and if they're going to take that wealth out of your pocket and put it into theirs, there's no other way around it. Either you have to learn to prioritize your own money or somebody else is going to prioritize your money in their book instead. Nobody, nobody should care more about your money than you do. Now, according to a CNBC survey written up in 2019, 99% of Americans don't use a financial advisor. And honestly, I think that's for a good reason. I mean, that's a big number. I mean, that's virtually everybody. So for younger Americans, they said that they don't have a financial advisor. According to the survey, they said it was because they had debt and there was nothing they could really invest. So why have one, right? Why have a financial advisor if you can't invest? Not to speak of the advice you might get on how to pay off that debt, but, you know, so the the younger Americans are generally conflating the idea of a financial advisor with investing and not um, the advice that they possibly could get on how to become debt-free. Interesting, okay? But for other younger Americans uh, who, well, other Americans, maybe younger or not, They said their main reason for not having a financial advisor was the fees, the cost of the fees that the advisor would charge. Most advisors, in fact, won't take you if you can't give the investment advisor a very large lump sum. You know, maybe that's $10,000 or $100,000 or $500,000 or more. I have a lot of uh, peers in the CFP space who won't take you if you don't have at least a million dollar net worth um, because they just don't have enough uh, you know, uh, there's no gristle on the stake, as they would probably say, unfortunately. There's not enough for them to really make it worth their time. It's a shame. Uh, I will work with you, by the way. I, Mark Willis, I will work with you, even if you're starting from scratch, even if you have a negative net worth. Why? How can I do that? How can I possibly keep the lights on and do that if, uh, if I can't you know, require that you come to me with a million dollars. Well, it really comes down to my business model. I don't use the assets under management model. And anybody working with the bank on yourself strategy does not get paid basically on assets under management. And you don't get charged a fee based on your cash value. Okay. The world is kind of like a vending machine. People have put all these different products into the vending machine, hoping and praying that you'll buy it to make you think that it'll fix you. You know, whether it's the vending machine product, whether it's a a mutual fund or a real estate course or some other swampland in Florida, whatever it is, the truth is we don't need the products in that vending machine. We don't need to find the right financial vehicle to get out of the machine that we're all in. We need, honestly, we need to take a sledgehammer to the vending machine itself. And that's what I think the last money guru hands you. He hands you that sledgehammer to break free. So how exactly, how exactly does that money guru set you free? Well, I think there's a few ways he does this. So number one, 
They offer simple rules that lead to creative solutions. They offer simple rules that lead to creative solutions. Now, when I used to listen to Dave Ramsey's radio show every single day, <laughs> and I hesitate to admit that, I would listen to his recordings, literally. If I missed his show, I'd listen to the recordings online. I got to the point where I could even answer the questions that his audience was asking uh, before Dave Ramsey himself could even answer them. It's like he had me brainwashed, you know? Uh, it, it's like I was in a cult of some sort. You know, I started financial conversations with my wife, actually, by saying, quote, um, well, you know, Dave would say, dot, dot, dot. These conversations, by the way, with my wife didn't always end well when it started that way. <laughs> uh, but there's a really great, uh, the CEO of, former CEO of the Visa Credit Card Association, his name was D. Hawk. I think he's still alive. D. Hawk said, simple, clear purpose and principles give rise to complex and intelligent behavior. Complex rules and regulations give rise to simple and stupid behavior. I'll read that quote one more time because it's pretty awesome, pretty uh, you know, insightful in my opinion. So the quote is, quote, simple, clear purpose and principles give rise to complex and intelligent behavior. Complex rules and regulations give rise to simple and stupid behavior. I have not learned this rule any better than through the life and um, principles of parenting my little girl. Let me tell you, the simpler the rule, the more likely she'll follow. The more complex and detailed we have to be with her, less likely she's going to follow or even understand uh, and more likely find loopholes around all of our silly regulations as parents. And this is also true with uh, nature. I mean, look, if you look at nature, you don't see gurus demanding their followers bow to a, set, a long, strict set of behaviors and requirements. Like, for example, a swarm of fish, for example. If you don't see, you're not going to look in, a, in an ocean and see a constricting, suffocating set of rules, steps, and requirements to be in that swarm of fish. No, of course not. You're going to see a giant cloud of fish moving beautifully in concert together. There's no fish in that swarm that's telling all the rest exactly when to flutter left or flutter right, but they all know exactly which way to move to create that massive swarm, that powerful force in the ocean. How does it work? It's through what some people call the self-organization principle. And this is also true with ants. You know, they build that nest uh, underground without anyone just commanding, here's exactly what you're going to do after lunch today, Mr. Ant. And lightning bugs, they can actually, some, some species of lightning bugs are able to synchronize their lights off and on, off and on in the woods. It's beautiful to see if you've ever seen it. No one bug or ant is in control. It's built around the local rules and incentives through simple rules that they all want to follow. Your last money guru believes that the simpler the rules, the more complex and life-giving and creative your financial behavior can be. And the more complex the rules, the more stifling and stupid our financial behavior with money will be. Do you want to be caught up in the next crypto mania? Do you want to cut coupons while you go deeper and deeper into credit card debt? Then keep chasing that guru who will ultimately let you down. Do you want to find your own personal control of money and pathway to financial freedom? Then look for a guru who can let you down in the right way, not with a long laundry list of investment tips and rule books to follow, but a simple set of beliefs and guidelines that can set you free. So that's number one, simple, simple rules. Simpler the rule, the better. 
Number two, by encouraging, not hiding, the contradictions of life. So this is the second way the money guru will set you free, by encouraging and not hiding the contradictions of life. We all want to get rid of the contradictions in ourselves. I certainly do. We all have contradictions. And we want more and more uh, stuff so we can chase after that special something, you know, that quote special something. But at the same time, we want to get rid of the anxiety around money. We want to feel assured that we will never again make another financial mistake. Fear, greed, these two polar opposites of fear and greed seem like a contradiction. But guys, honestly, we are a contradiction. We're fear and greed, uh, two sides of the same coin, really. If all we ever do is cut out debt and shrink and push people toward hiding their contradictions of wanting what they need in their life, we're going to end up in tons of credit card debt all over again. I've actually met people who you know, live on Dave Ramsey's advice of paying off their debt and eating nothing but rice and beans and burning through their family's cash. But they, you know, the couple that I am thinking about right now, they started individually stashing their own money in their own private accounts, you know, their little wallets and everything away from the family so that they could spend uh, their own cash on elaborate DJ equipment, eating out when their spouse wasn't looking. I mean, that's not the right way to go. You know, that's not really getting you toward financial freedom. The greatest gift a guru can give you is the truth that you don't need a guru at all, that you can design your own financial freedom pathway. Like those lightning bugs, they don't need a king bug to tell them when to flash on and off. You'll have the freedom that you need to take the lead yourself. So what are some takeaways? Here are uh, two takeaways, in my opinion, for this episode. If, uh, if your guru is giving you a long laundry list of rules to follow, but you have to do it their way or no way at all, you might be trapped in the wrong money guru, right? If they give you baby steps and make claims that anyone other than them that has opinions must be wrong, evil, or stupid, that it's somehow us versus them positioning themselves as the guru for your whole life, that should give you a clue that you're being invited to join their money cult, only where they only have the answers to the financial mysteries of the universe. Okay, nobody has a corner on truth. You only have your answers to your own financial mysteries. The truth is you can take control of your financial future and your last money guru will point you toward freedom, even freedom from the guru him or herself. The second takeaway, if you feel yourself saying to your financial planner, quote, do it for me, you might be caught in that web of destructive money gurus. If you find yourself saying, quote, hey, I could do this, you might be with your last money guru and you might be on the pathway to being ultimately free. So I really hope that that little deep dive has been helpful, insightful. If it has been, please let us know. I'd love to get your feedback on this. And honestly, I'd love to know if this is something that resonates with you. Tell us your story. You can either leave us an iTunes review. You can go to our website, nyafinancialpodcast.com. Click on uh, leave a review. And if you take a picture of that screenshot uh, and email us at hello at nyafinancialpodcast.com, we will send you a book of the brand new Pamela Yellen book, uh, Rescue Your Retirement. It just came out last fall, and we are ready to give you a free copy if you're in the U.S. Uh, if you're outside the U.S., we can find a way to get you something via electronic download. Okay. 
Also, we'd love to hear your voice on this content. So go over to our show notes. We'll include an embedded link where you can actually leave us a voice message. Or you can go to the website speakpipe.com slash N-Y-A-F-P and let us know. Let us know what you thought of the Money Guru episode. You could also tell us a bit about your own favorite or memorable money mistake. I'd love to know on this. And finally, the last thing I want to hear from you on this month is the question of the month, is bank on yourself a scam? Is bank on yourself a scam? We're going to be getting into some of those episodes in in the next few weeks. So if bank on yourself is a scam, if this is some money guru, um, you know, flip switch, we need to know about it right away. So let us know. Or if it isn't a scam, we'd love to know that too. Finally, the last bit of info I want to share with you, we have a live episode coming up here. We're going to be recording it live, and we want your, we want your participation. We think it'd be more fun when you're there. Uh, come to the live episode. It's going to be February 1st at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. That's 10 a.m. Central. You can, resp- uh, you can RSVP and sign up at our special website. It's uh, bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash live NYAFP. That's the um, short link to sign up and reserve your spot. They are limited seating, so please come and reserve your spot today. You can also click on our show notes or head to the show notes, and there should be a link in there as well. But that link again is bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash live NYAFP. So with all that, I'm so glad you got to join me today. So good to be with you. And uh, please let me know again uh, how I can serve you better and your financial journey and helping you. Uh, So again, thank you for joining us for another episode of Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. This has been another episode of the Not Your Average Financial Podcast. To join the financial revolution and start thinking different about money, go to www.nyafinancialpodcast.com and click Request a Meeting. The topics presented in this podcast are for general information only and not for the purposes of providing legal, accounting, or investment advice. On such matters, please consult a professional who knows your specific situation.